It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Neil Johnson and I are here. I'm Jeff Pelletier. And we're uh, examining the uh, purpose and nature and uh, necessary aspect of Israel uh, for you as a Christian. And why, why is that important for you? Uh, we've done, this is our almost our 40th show. We've done like 35, 36 shows of how it all began so you can better understand. Now, think about thinking about understanding. Somebody once said to me, you know, it's like riding a bike. You never forget it. Well, when I helped my children learn how to ride a bike, they were falling down, getting scraped. They were like, they, they were falling off the bike. They were, in, you know, it was terrible. It, it was, they were scared. I was scared. And then all of a sudden, one day they learned how to ride the bike, and then they couldn't not ride the bike. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. And then you were sorry you taught them how to ride the bike. Exactly. Yeah, yeah no. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday, and I just threw that out as a, as a quick example in my own life. Uh, but understanding, once it occurs, everything is simple. Right. But of course. Right. Right. It's natural. Well, why don't you understand it? You know, oh, wow. And, you know, we talked about physics. We talked about rocket science. Right. We talked about, uh, you know, the whole idea of Jesus as Messiah. Once you understand it, it's not so hard to understand. It's really not, is it? Uh, and that is the example we used because people throw it out all the time. It's yeah. not rocket science. Not well, rockets. if you're a rocket scientist, it's really not all that difficult. <laughs> I mean, there's problems involved, but you understand you it. You understand it. Just like if you're an electrician. Yeah. I don't understand electricity per se, but I'll make your lights work and they'll all come on. And when I flip the switch, your garbage disposal won't come on, right? Because right. I understand how it works. Yeah, you understand how it works. And... Neil, I want to I want to think about this because the Bible talks about understanding as a key to success. Right. Right. Solomon talked about it quite a bit. He said that wisdom and understanding should be like gold and silver. It's it's even more valuable than gold or silver. You know, understanding is a big deal, and we're here to do that to help people understand why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Is there anything else you want to say about that before we move on to the to the next? Uh, point. Let's go ahead and move on, but you're exactly right. I mean, the point is that 
there's a great many things we won't understand. There's a great many mysteries, as it were. But once you even understand that they are mysteries, you won't fill in the void with uh, theology I've learned or heard from ABC. This is really directed at people who think the documents are specific and special. Mm -hmm. To somebody who doesn't care, it doesn't matter. (laughs) But to somebody who cares, if you're looking in the documents, but you've been trained by, say, an anti-Semitic, uh, background to whatever degree you who may, are, not, who may not even know they're anti-Semitic, who may not know, but yeah. you're going to carry right. in that that yeah. sort of understanding yeah. or supposition. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. You yeah. just suppose it's it's mm-hmm. a, and really uh, the fact is, once you understand it, just the plain and literal, which is the hardest part to understand, the plain and literal, or to believe. Once you understand that, you you can have a whole new theology, and it becomes a voila moment that you realize without the Jews, without Israel, all of God's plans and purposes are null and void, and he is not God any longer. That's right. There you go. There you go. So we we did a show, number four or so, I forget which one it was, but it says, uh, why do we hate the Jews? And uh, we're, we're going to pick that up a little bit more today, uh, folks. We're going to talk about why we hate the Jews. And we're going to talk about how that's why it's important that we don't that we don't hate Israel, we don't hate the Jews. But the reason we're talking about it is it's so amazingly pre- prevalent in this country and other countries uh, that the Jews are no good and Israel is no good. And I mean, the United Nations has voted against Israel more times than we can count. Yeah. So what's the deal? It's just this little postage stamp. We've talked about this, right? It's a little neighborhood. Correct. In the world, Correct. why do people care so much about it, and why do they hate it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, one of the things that uh, I want to bring up about uh, reputation, okay, and this this goes to understanding. So, uh, when I was saved, and I said yes, I said yes to Jesus as my Messiah. Uh, I got a, a very strong uh, sense, a very strong word, if you like, a very strong uh, message from God. And I was a brand new Christian at the time, and I wasn't really thinking about talking to God and him talking back. But he said to me something very powerful. He said, don't judge me, Jesus said, don't judge me based on the church. Because I thought the church was bogus. I thought the church was a, a sham. I thought it was counterfeit. I thought it was stupid. I didn't think Christians were worth very much. And this very strong message I got was, don't judge me. Jesus, based on how the church behaves. I'm fleshing it out a little bit, of course. But I think the same thing can be said of Jews. Yeah, precisely. Uh, It's unfortunate, but God gets a bad rap because God uh, insists on, for whatever reason, uh, preferring to use people Mm -hmm. to present his reality. And unfortunately, once you use people, uh, things are uh, quite skewed. So he gets a bad rap because if I come to somebody who doesn't know, they are immediately going to equate God with however I came across to them. Yeah. And if I come across uh, wrongly in whatever they perceived, or even rightly, Mm -hmm. uh, they're thinking God, which is no way connected to me, is however I present him, self-righteously, arrogantly. Uh, maybe even too passively. Who knows? But they're, you know, he gets a bad rap because that's how people associate him, and that's got nothing to do, as probably most of our listeners know, with what God actually is. But he gets a bad rap because 
he insists on using people, and for whatever reason, he seems to delight in using people. And he, and he chose the Jewish people. There's not, nothing unique about them that he, he decided to use, but Ab- you know, Abraham. But, but he did select Abraham, who was a good man. Of course. A very righteous man. Right. Uh, who also made mistakes. Right. And we talked about those in those, when those broadcasts about Abraham. We talked about how he made mistakes. Okay. But he chose the Jews. Paul says, you know, they, there was nothing special about the Jews except that he needed a people, wanted a people, and he selected them to be his people. Yeah, his representatives, basically, uh, mm-hmm. overall. I mean, uh, God very, there, there's two people uh, in the world, mm-hmm. according to God's plan. Mm-hmm. There's Jews, mm-hmm. and there's all the rest of us. Gentile. Non-Jews. Exactly. Now, you can break yes. each category of Jew and Gentile down further if you want to into different places on the globe and ethnicities and so on. But there are Jews and there are Gentiles. And the reason he brought Jews through Abraham into the world, which begs the question, was Abraham a Jew then and so on and right. different different ideas? Yes. Does that make him a Jew and so on? Yep. But nonetheless, uh, there are Jews. And the reason God brought him in was just as he says in one of the greatest prophets, one of the recognized greatest prophets in all of Scripture, right next to Moses himself, who was the greatest prophet, to yeah. one who comes even yeah. greater than him. And yeah. Who else could that be, right? Yes, yes. But Isaiah said, it is too small of a thing for you to save the tribes of Jacob only. Mm. Well, who was he talking to? Mm. Well, he's definitely talking to Israel there. Yes. But just like in other places in Scripture, it sure seems to conflate him going kind of back and forth between talking to Messiah and talking to the nation of Israel because they are his earthly representations of the reality of his being. Just the fact that they're there today tells you probabilities are just astronomical that they should even be around today and recognizable, but they are. So God brought them into existence, into fruition for that very purpose that through you all humanity should be saved. Now, unfortunately, Gentiles have held the Jews up to a special standard throughout history and tormented, killed, betrayed, made laws against, uh, took took their weapons of self-protection away just like we have today. There's nothing new under the sun, the BDS movement. Why does... You know, Israel have this weapon and that weapon, and they were too aggressive in there protecting their people from our murderous assault. All these things happen throughout history many times, many different times in the exact same way, and in many places throughout history, the Jews have been attacked by... Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. The Christians who are instead, according to the book, which, as we said, are supposed to be their protectors and benefactors because the same prophet, Yeshayahu, Isaiah, said, they, talking to the Gentiles, will carry you back in their arms and on their shoulders. Mm. Isaiah said this in verse 49. Now, that's both figurative and literal. You Mm -hmm. will literally carry them back and you will figuratively carry them back. 
you will be a watchman on the walls. The walls of what? The walls of my holy city, Jerusalem. Why? Because they're special? No, you already took great pains to say they're nothing special, but God chose them. Chose them. For a purpose, mm-hmm. for a purpose, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is redemption. And Paul then said, now don't get arrogant because I'm teaching you this. Because remember, the Gentiles knew nothing about these concepts. Mm-hmm. They were no, had no idea of a Messiah and a God and a loving God and in a, a future a date where this time, this globe would come to an end. They knew nothing of these things. And Paul said, don't be arrogant. Don't be arrogant. This was according to my plan. But what has the church been through all these centuries? Yeah, Again, yeah. arrogant. So I, I know Jews are sometimes referred to as arrogant because they're the chosen people. But but the humility that's required for them to behave like the like the chosen people is is uh, is a difficult thing uh, for for many. But it's understandable, and here we go with that word. It's understandable to me, at least, why some Jews behave the way they do about being Jews, being sure. the Jewish, right? Sure. And I mean, if you look at what's been done to them, just the harm that's done to them, the almost. The uh, destruction of them has that's been done many, many, many times. Even when they were, you know, when they were in the land, King Nebuchadnezzar. I mean, just many, many, many to Romans. How how can they even exist? You know, so you 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 look at that objectively and you go, you know, these people have a point, right? <laughs> well, they at least have a history, yeah, and a history informs your present and your future, how yeah. you look at things. Yeah. Same with the church, yeah. And so the fact is, is you are 100% correct in that they do have their outlook formed Mm -hmm. by that history. Mm -hmm. And the recent Mm -hmm. history, now this is not going back through centuries where hundreds and hundreds of times through hundreds and hundreds of years, somebody or another persecuted, killed, stole the babies, raised them as Gentiles in the church, for instance. This last episode of that that we have recorded was uh, in the mid-1800s when the Catholic Church took a baby away from a Jewish parent because they wanted to raise him Catholic, because that was what God wanted, you see. In uh-huh. other words, these pe- this is, this is, and people can look at that sometimes and say, well, that's so far in the past, it doesn't matter. Well, it happened right up until present day, but your History forms your present and your future. So yeah. what you just said is yeah. true. They tend to look at it slightly different in mass, and then yeah. you get to each individual Jew, and that's when you get, as all of us are as people, some are very, how do you walk in this thing? I yeah. believe it, but how do I yeah. walk in it? And others are completely, I reject it all. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't believe it. So same thing as you have in the Gentile world, you have in the Jewish world. So the the phrase in Jerusalem, never again, refers right. to the Holocaust, right, as, as, as the main thing. But it, it also stands for all the other persecution, right? It, it's not just the Holocaust. Not just the Holocaust. That's just our most recent manifestation mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. can all relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were plenty of, of, of Hitler's. Stalin, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. said, if they ever mm-hmm. came out what Hit- Stalin actually did, he would make mm-hmm. Hitler seem like a, a, sm- a bit player in the, in the theater of the absurd, of, of the demonic trying to, you know, uh, wreck God's plan for the salvation, the salvation of humanity. Yes, yes. But we can all look back, at least to this day, even if it seems like way in the distant past to many people who aren't used to reading history, that that this occurred. This informs 
people's view. I was, the first time I was in Israel, and less so now, because quite frankly, Jeff, I'm old. But when Mm. I was young, (laughs) and I was first in Israel, I saw many, many tattooed human beings. On the arm. Cattle, if you were. They were just tattooed. They were were made as though they were nothing. Mm -hmm. And once you dehumanize somebody, you can do what you want with them. And Mm -hmm. that's what we see today with the Jews are evil, the Jews are bad, the Jews are this, the Jews are that. They did this. They're doing that to the poor Palestinians, this and that. So in other words, there is nothing new under the sun. Those same what are called blood libels, mm-hmm. right, that go back to the, the Christian world mm-hmm. of the medieval Europe throughout those hundreds and hundreds of years mm. where they claimed that the Jews stole Christian children mm. and murdered them and drank mm. their blood for the Passover Seder and all this stuff. Wow. And they would wipe out whole communities and rape the women and take the children and kill the men and, and just Lord knows what. Whole communities expelled, like just you can imagine today in in the U.S., which I think is possibility, just totally told them, get out. Get out. You are no longer welcome here. Well, there's nothing new under the sun. We saw that with Pharaoh. He basically told, you know, Abraham, as we said, take your wife, Sarah, Hmm. and get out. Out, yeah, get out. (laughs) It's it's so remarkable, and I think it just bears us parking here a, a little bit. Because this uh, this attitude of quote unquote arrogance is really fear based. It's it's based on all of the terrible terrible things a Jew is saying. You will never hurt me again. And if you look at their the way they structured their country and the way they've structured their defenses, and just in the 1967, right? They tried to do it again. Right, exactly. The Arab world tried to do it again. And they're still trying to do it today. And it's not just the Arab world, although that's their neighbors. Mm-hmm. And, and we've done shows on mm-hmm. this and mm-hmm. pointed out where, where the prophets have named names as yep. to who will be there again. Yep. But the idea is you're exactly right about it's, it's fear-based because it really boils down to many people that, that understand Israel. Because many church people have no idea. No idea. It. But those that do, one of the first, generally speaking, kind of ideas that come up is, well, if they're chosen, what about me? I thought Jesus chose me. Right. So, right. wait, if I'm chosen, you're not chosen. Yeah, yeah. And really, they don't know how to meld those two seemingly, those two, yes. uh, yeah. seemingly seem to be in opposition to one another. They're not. They're That's not. what Isaiah said. Mm-hmm. It's too small of a thing for you to only save the mm-hmm. tribes of, of mm-hmm. Jacob. Mm-hmm. You shall be a light to the nations mm-hmm. for salvation. Mm-hmm. So the, the the Gentiles are in. We're called in many places about what we are to do as Gentiles in the Old and New Testament, right? Right. I mean, the the, the Apostle Paul to the Gentiles made it clear how, how the Gentile church who was in, there's no doubt you're in. You're not second class. You're in. But wait a minute. It's the same thing as if I uh, adopt... Uh, an orphan child, mm-hmm. but that orphan child starts acting really crazy. I mean, because if you look at church history, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And he starts abusing in all kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. My own natural children, mm-hmm. guess how long I would be before I repented of ever adopting that person and got mad. And Paul said, don't be like that. This is the correct order. This is how you should act. And Isaiah specifically says, you will carry them. You will carry them. Not you'll drag them. 
not you'll beat them up about how little they know of Messiah. Seemingly in a lot of Christian circles, that's the thing. You will carry them. You will carry them back to the land. Why? Because that is God's plan, and that's what people have to know. I will carry you. The other thing that uh, I wanted to add here about uh, the importance of Israel, and, and which makes me think, well, why would anybody hate this or hate these people? Is, is the idea that salvation comes from the Jews, right? right? So God's, the Jews are in. They're, they're, they're rescued. They're, they're saved. And uh, they're going to be present with us in heaven. And we're grafted in to them. Correct. And we, do, we are grafted in through Christ. Correct. Who is a Jew? Who is a Jew, and and will be a Jew on his appearance. <laughs> on his appearance, right? and he goes to the Jewish Jerusalem. So we have the luck, if you like, the benefit, the fort, the fortune, of being saved, as the Jews are saved, because of Christ. Christ died to unite the world, Jew and Gentile, tear down the dividing wall between Jew and Gentile, making the two one. Correct. And the the problem with the church, as I see it, is the church has it backwards, right? The church, Jesus, you know, the church that Jesus came to create is grafted into the commonwealth of Israel, the Israel family, the family of Jacob. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Adopted in, were grafted in. And some reason, somehow, the Christian church has gotten it backwards. Well, it's not hard to figure out some reason somehow it's actually quite simple you can go back and see all of these perversions for different reasons so just as you pointed out there are jews who are let's say less than stellar as representing judaism and Mm. jews Mm. there are plenty of christians who rose to great positions of great authority and great power in and out of the church Mm. who had all kinds of vested reasons not to, to portray the plain, plain and literal of the Bible text as pertaining to Israel, but to have it pertain to maybe the city of Rome or to the Pope or to the Emperor. And if you read about these people, uh, Jeff, they were also less than stellar individuals. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, if you don't really care about that, but you have a position that you want to uh, propose for your own uh well-being, your own power, uh, you would certainly not want to take the plain and literal that says pray for the peace of Jerusalem, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, 
or as we talked about in uh, Yeshayahu Isaiah where it says, you know, they will carry you back in their arms and their shoulders. Uh, kings will be your foster fathers. Queens will be your nursing mothers. In other words, what they're saying is the great and powerful of this world will one day be your benefactors, your protectors, your, they will see the importance of not individual Jews, because we're not talking about Jew worship here, we're talking about God's plan. God has a, 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 a plan of how I'm going to redeem humanity, right from the very first episode where all humanity, where there wasn't anything called a Jew or a Gentile, mm. was tricked and duped by far more powerful beings, far more subtle beings who knew what they were doing. And humanity, I always say to you when we're kidding around, a bit of a doofus mm. went along with the story mm. and they were duped. But mm. God had mercy. Mm. That's mm. why I always say David in the Psalms is a prophet when he's saying, what is man, O Lord, that you are mindful of him? And it talks about how the angels desire to look into these things. Why mm. would you give mm. the Torah Mm. The instruction of mm. God, the whole Torah, I mean the whole Bible, to mankind. They're doofuses. They're yeah. going to mess it up. Yeah. God, you're going to get a bad rap. Give it to the angels at least. We'll bring it to them. I'll mm. do it our way. You mm. know, you, I'm talking like an angel now. I'll mm-hmm. scare the wits out of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we know one angel in one night killed 185,000 men. No problem. Simple. This is the thing that David was saying. This whole concept of the Jews for a special purpose, a special reason, so that all humanity can come in and the Gentiles know your correct place in relation to God, in relation to fellow man, in relation to the Jews. You're not second class, but don't start being that adopted son who is adopted or daughter who starts abusing in every conceivable way you can think of the natural children. Don't do that. Yeah, and that's that's so important. And so the day is going to come, you know, where the Jews recognize who the Christians are, and the Christians are going to recognize who the Jews are, and we're going to we're going to become the family of God at some point. And and right now it just seems like for different reasons, the church has a disdain for Jewish people, and the and the Jews have a disdain for Christianity. I want to go back to this arrogance, which is based in fear. I, I really, you know, we talked about understanding, and once you understand, it makes sense. And then, of course, of course I see it now, to reconcile it. But that's what he came to do. He came to reconcile it all. Uh, but I'm not, I don't hold it against Jewish people if they're a little bit uh, cautious towards me. I just don't. I, I don't have a reason to, because I understand what's going on. And also, once a person realizes how they come across and give give God a bad rap yeah. just as being a human, yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's 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 kind of unfortunate. But you know, that's very important that you say that because that is happening in this day, just by virtue of us doing this uh, podcast. I mean, there are many people around the world who are totally aware of yeah. this. Yeah. They may not get all the nuance or all the detail, or they may, or they may get more. Who knows? But the idea is it's happening in both camps. The, the, the Jews are praying, literally praying, for Gentile believers that are Messianic. And and I, say, I don't mean Messianic Jews like the, the, the denominational sect called Messianic Jews, although I have no problem with that. I'm just saying Messianic in the sense of you believe in Messiah and God mm. and the significance of Israel. Mm. Just like many Gentiles today are also praying 
for the protection and peace of Israel because they know our own salvation is entirely wrapped up in there being a tangible physical people in a tangible physical place with the tangible physical capital of Jerusalem at its center with the navel of the universe is called the Temple Mount, uh, Mount Moriah. And without that, quite frankly, we'll use this as a generic mm. uh, coverall for all these demonic entities, the devil wins, God is defeated. And Gentiles are becoming aware of that, and they're praying earnestly for the peace, just like the Bible says. You know, that, that thing, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, isn't just a good idea. That's Psalm 122. It is an imperative. It is a command. You will pray for Sha'alu Shalom Yerushalayim. You will do this. But God being God, not me, right? He gets a bad rap, but he says, and if you will obey my voice, just like he told the Hebrews through Moses when you go into the land, and if you will do, if you will do what I'm telling you, good things will happen. He tells the Gentiles, and if you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, it, the blessing will extend to your family and friends because you just said, I don't get it, I don't pretend to, I don't want to, I'll be too arrogant, but you said to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, I will do so, and you will see the tangible, evident manifestation of God's blessing in your family. So God said, I will bless those who bless you, Abraham, and your family and your offspring, and I will curse those who curse you. He's talking about words. He's talking about how we address, how we treat, how we talk. So a blessing is blessing uh, that we end the show with. It's a blessing. It is. It, it's actually in numbers where it, oh, yeah, it's, numbers. It's, there the, you go. it's called the Ironic Benediction. The ironic, yeah, the Ironic Benediction, which is a blessing. A benediction is a blessing. It is a blessing. Yeah. And he says, you shall bless the people of Israel yeah. like this. Like this. So so that's, uh, you know, that's true. And so the, the other side of that is, you know, so speaking well, uh, speaking poorly of Jews is, is not a good thing to God. Right. If you're speaking poorly of Jews, you're cursing them in a sense, and don't be surprised if things don't go well. And that's exactly what Jesus says in the New Testament. He said, "You will be treated poorly. You will be. It's going to happen to you. But don't think it's personal necessarily. Even though it will be personal, it's bigger than just you. It's because they hate me. Yes, they hate God's plan. Yes. And if." Uh, to our audience that are Christians who say, wait, I put total stock in those Jewish documents. They're all Jewish documents. They are uh, all written by Jews. All the concepts were yep. from Jews. The Gentiles would have no idea of these concepts of God if it weren't for the Jews mm -hmm. writing them down. Yep. And he said, they hate me. That's why they're going mm. to and will persecute you. Mm. And the persecution isn't just talking. But that's exactly what it is, too. It's talking. It's yeah. thinking. It's yeah. what's in your attitude, yes. what, it, what vibe. Yes. But it's also what we see today with people who literally want to kill Jews. But what they're really mad at, and they don't even necessarily know it, what they really are mad at is God's plan for the restoration of humanity. So, Neil, where in the Bible does God's plan begin? Yeah, it begins in verse 1. <laughs> <laughs> Of Genesis. Of Genesis. One. One, yeah. That's, right at the very beginning. That's where God's plan begins. That's And we've been talking right. about the Bible that way since we started. That's exactly That we're right. revealing, unfolding God's plan as we go forward through this process. And God's plan, okay, is the book. The whole book is God's plan. So it begins with Abraham 
goes to Isaac, goes to Jacob and Esau, goes to, goes to, goes to. And it's a, it's a, it's a um, genetic line. It's a genetic it's line. It's a genetic line, a DNA, right? Right. And, and we do not have that DNA. We may have a, a trace of it somewhere, but we don't have that DNA. It's not given to us, but yet God provided Correct. a way for us Correct. to be treated as if Correct. we had the DNA. Right, and somebody out there may in fact have Jewish DNA. They may. Lord knows. Yep. We, we, we don't know. But many people say, oh, God revealed this to me and that to me. and this." Like I always say to you, and, and somebody's, I read this somewhere else, you had very few volunteers wanting to be Jews in 1933 Berlin, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. But today, if we can't kill them, we will be supersessionist. We yeah. will we will take the promises. Yeah. The curses are to the Jews, but yeah. we, whoever we are, whether you're in a Christian denomination or you're in some sort of Ku Klux Klan or black Israelism or anything— we will take the blessings. We're the Jews. We're the mm, right ones. Mm. All of it in an attempt to thwart God's plan. Now, there are many people around the world, which is a fascinating, fascinating when you read these stories of people who go to Yad Vashem, for instance, and start reading the charts, and they go, holy smokes, I was one of the people ex- exiled from Spain. I was one of the Muranos or conversos, the, the Anusim, as they're called in Hebrew, the, the, the converted ones against their will. And they're in these Latin American countries, and they think there's millions of them. Wow. So, yes, there could be that truth. But short of that, mm-hmm. we do know that mm-hmm. I've looked back as far as I can look, as quickly as I can look, and I don't see anywhere where I'm a Jew. Yeah. And I am not threatened by that. No. And that's what we need to have our church do is say, wait, you're called to just as high of a calling. Yes. Yours is called you are a watchman. Yes. And, and Jeremiah uses that term watchman as note supreme. It doesn't mean watchman, but it's also the term for Christian. Now, there's false Christians and two Christians, as we know. There's, there's, there's true Jews and there's false Jews, because at one point in Scripture it even says it's a synagogue of Satan. Mm. Well... It doesn't mean that all synagogues are of Satan, but it's a point being made that not everybody, to your point earlier, reaches the stellar perfection, mm-hmm. none of us do, mm-hmm. of God. And so God gets this bad rap, but we, in fact, are diminished as human beings, and God still uses us. And that's the thing about coming into the fullness of this restoration of Israel today. And that's what I think you're seeing around the world. And yes, many people are finding out they do have Jewish DNA. But for those of us who probably don't, it doesn't mean you're second class. You don't have to find a reason how you can be chosen too, or you're more chosen, or you're just as chosen. The Bible makes it clear that you are chosen. Isaiah, the greatest prophet, next to Moses perhaps in all the scriptures, said, it's too small of a thing Mm. for you to only save the Jews. Hmm. He didn't say to save the Jews. He said to only save the Jews. And he calls them my protected ones. Hmm. And the greatest prophet Moses said, my eyes are continually on Israel from the beginning of the year to the end, from the first sun up to sundown, all through the night, I continually watch Israel. And that's what the church needs to realize to your point about, are you, dis- are you, are you attacking them through your words? through your actions, through your deeds, through your misdeeds. And the thing we always want to come back to is, and God just says, if you just do what I tell you, pray Mm -hmm. for the peace, I will give you a blessing. And Jeff, 
it just occurs to me for our audience, you can test that. You can test that. Mm. How, can you, you, how can you test that? Well, what do you do? Do you pray for Israel? Mm. Do you pray for Israel? Mm. I mean, you might repeat the, the psalm, but that's not praying for Israel. Mm. Well, where does your money go? Mm. Does your money first go to every conceivable ministry under the sun, or none at all? Or some local church that's anti-Semitic? You can test it by saying, well, let me test it, not because I can be richer. I can give 10 bucks and get 100, you know, the old name it and claim it kind of <laughs> theology that was popular in some circles for quite a while. But do you see a difference? Do you see a manifestation? Do you see a reality? Did you give some money, some effort, something of yourself to the Jew first, mm. which is what the New Testament mm-hmm. says, to the Jew first? Mm-hmm. And did you see a tangible manifestation of the result of that? And that's what you can do to say, does this even work? Is this real? Or mm. is this just so much blah, 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 blah? So, Neil, I want to I make a point that if I disdain the Jews, if I hate the Jews, if I dislike the Jews, if I think the Jews are not necessary, if, if, I, don't, if I have a negative attitude or a bent towards Israel, I'm basically saying that about God. Because God started with them yeah the whole thing starts with them god started with them without them there's no plan there isn't a plan abraham there isn't a plan isaac isn't a plan they all are necessary without everyone noah you know he's he was from adam and eve and noah the father of uh shem yeah and then shem uh was the father of the the semites the semites Mm -hmm. and then and from that, Abraham came. Right. Right? And so it, it's it's all connected all the way back to Eden. Of course. All the way, all the way back. And it, there's genealogy in Luke, genealogy in Matthew that proves this out as well. So if I have all those feelings against Israel, I'm also saying I have those feelings against God. Except you said one thing. You said, I'm basically saying, but the Bible makes it clear that if you hate God's plan... Yeah. It's not just because some local Jew somewhere did something yeah. less than stellar, as we keep saying. Yeah. God says they hate me. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that when Messiah comes back, as you keep pointing out often and over, he comes back as a Jew. He does. Full DNA to mm-hmm. the Jewish Jerusalem mm-hmm. to save what he always calls my brethren. His brethren were always Jews when he refers to that, my brethren. Mm-hmm. It's Jews. He comes back and saves them. He doesn't come to Rome. He doesn't come to Tulsa, New York. Pick your city, right? <laughs> he comes to Jerusalem and sets up camp there. He lives there. He resides there. And that's where all of us as redeemed Gentiles, or some of us might have Jewish DNA somewhere, who knows, three times a year, just like the season we're in now, the season of repentance. We are in the season of repentance, and so we're doing this show, and it's a time to repent for knowing or unknowing ignorance. And that is uh, Yom Kippur is next. No, uh, uh, I'm sorry. New Year first, and Yom Kippur now, or coming up. Coming up. Yep, and then we have uh, Tabernacles. And then we have Tabernacles. They are the high holy days, Mm. the three fall festivals. Again, another Mm. picture of a seven, but that's a separate topic. We've talked about that before. But yes, this is the season of Teshuvah, returning, turn around, go back, repent. And that's what's happening. And, you know, it's not that easy for some people who, who maybe don't know that their church that they love 
is anti-Semitic. I appreciate that, but you have to wrestle with your own self and say, what am I willing to do or want to do with what I can do here and now? And I understand it's important. Absolutely. Which all, all comes together with the understanding, which we said once you understand, it's simple, right? With the understanding that redemption for the world, reconcil- reconciliation of the world, making all things right again, begins and ends with Israel. It's all, it, it started there and it ends there. Mm-hmm. It, leapt, it leapt around the world, if you will. It leaps around the world. But it's heading back to Israel, and we are, all of us, all the world, fully cognizant and watching every night, nightly news, what's happening in Israel. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel, Why is the Middle East Important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. That's why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.